Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show, and I am Misha. And thank you so much for listening today. Again, this show is all about leadership and professional development, everything you need to know to be more confident and competent in your professional life, everything from communication skills, personal productivity, conflict, negotiations, emotional intelligence. We cover it all. And today we have a wonderful guest with, with us that I'll be introducing in just a moment. But before we get into that, let me just give you some of the logistics. Is Again, remember that all of these shows are live here in Seattle on 1150 KKNW, 930 on Tuesday mornings. And again, thank you so much for listening. And for those of you who are listening live today, if anybody would like to call in, Benny, what's that call-in number? Yeah, it's uh, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Again, the numbers are 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Excellent. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And again, remember that you can also um, stream these live over the Internet. And these are all the, reshow, all the shows are recorded and made into a podcast that you can also get on iTunes and Stitchers. And so you can either go there to download those and get the RSS feed. You can go to my website, MishaRouser.com, to listen to past shows, get the transcripts of past shows. You can also, if you have any questions on anything, you can reach out to me on my website as well. And again, that's MishaRouser.com. Okay, so we don't have a lot of time, and I want to make sure that we have plenty of time to speak with our guest today. I am very excited for our guest. So today we have Dr. Mark Goulston with us, who wrote a book, Just Listen, Discover the Secret to Getting Through to Absolutely Anyone. And real quick, let me give you the bio on Dr. Goulston. He is a CEO advisor, confident, and a global thought leader in the area of empathetic listening. So he's widely regarded as a people hacker. Dr. Goulston began his career as a psychiatrist. Um, Yeah, make sure I'm getting that right. Focusing on suicide and violence prevention and as a UCLA professor of psychiatry. He then extended his work to training FBI and police hostage negotiators. From there, he added work with corporations and NGOs. Dr. Goldston has perfected the art of listening. His entire career's approach has been to understand and learn how to earn people's trust quickly. And he's, a, he's an author of a number of books. The one that we will be talking about today is, again, called Just Listen. He also writes for the Harvard Business Review, Biz Journals, Business Insiders, the Huffington Post, Fast Company, and Psychology Today, and appears widely in the media, including CNN, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Fortune, and Forbes. In fact, how I got introduced to him is I was listening to an HBR podcast, and he was on, and it was one of those podcasts I listened to probably three different times. I was like, this is fabulous information, and I immediately got his book and read it in a flight across the country. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is fabulous information. And so I'm so excited, Dr. Goldstein. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, 
I just uh, it, one of the nicest things about people giving you an introduction like that is it gives you something to live up to. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling. I mean, just from what I've heard and read about you, you're, I think you're living up to it. Doing the best I can, but in the interest of time, let's let's get rocking and rolling, and hopefully give some tips and insights to your listeners that they can use today. Yeah, and okay, so a couple of reasons why I love the book. One is because it's just an amazing toolbox. Every chapter is quick. You can, you know, and and every chapter has a great summary at the end and a tool to use immediately, which I absolutely love. And then the other aspect is while you're giving these little tools, you're talking about a much larger framework here. And I love the, the way that you bring in, as you say, the empathetic side. It's not just the listening, but it's going beyond the listening. And so I'd love to hear you say a little bit more about that. Well, there's a difference between listening to someone and listening into someone. And I live in Los Angeles, and they say it's better to show than tell. So I'm going to do that with you right now. So if I'm listening to you, you know, you asked me a perfectly good question. So tell us something about the importance of empathy, and then I could go into the importance of it, and uh, maybe I will. But I'm going to try listening into you and tell me, what the difference is if I answer the question of, uh, about empathy or I listen into you. What I, as I listen into you, what I pick up is this, this show is a calling for you and that it's really important for you to give value to your listeners in this rushed world, especially up in Seattle where you got Jeff Bezos breathing down the whole city's back. <laughs> uh, it's really important that you don't waste your listeners' time and that you give them something that they can immediately use. I'm guessing also that you've had experts on who you thought to yourself, oh, I, get, I, can't, I, 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 I can't use this guy, or let's not add it to iTunes or, because it, it was just not helpful. So is any of that true that I just said, how important it is for you to bring value to your listeners because they trust you and you don't want to betray that trust? Yeah, definitely. You nailed it. And as I listened into you, could you feel yourself being drawn towards the conversation? Oh, definitely, yes. And and one of the things I talk about that people, because I'm a neuroscientist, and one of the things that people seem to be find somewhat uh, interesting is uh, there's something that uh, neuroscientists know about, but a lot of other people don't know about, called mirror neurons. And mirror neurons are in our brain, and they were first described as monkey-see, monkey-do neurons, and and they're responsible for imitation, listening, and empathy, and when they don't work, we think it contributes to autism. So autistic individuals cannot mirror other people. They can't pick up social cues. And one of the things I've noticed in 35 years of doing this is something called the mirror neuron gap. And what that means is when you care about the world, when you put a lot out for other people, but it's not reciprocated, it creates a gap. And it also creates a hunger for the world to care about you. And I'm not talking about scorekeeping. I'm just saying that when you put out so much and you get nothing in return, it widens the gap. And uh, uh, and what empathy does is it closes the gap. So if you had asked me that question about empathy and I and I really blew it, uh, and offered no value, that would have widened the gap, and you would have been thinking to yourself, oh, how do I rein this guy in? He, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just uh, too t- 
tangential, but by talking into you, I close the gap. And when you close the gap, the mirror neuron gap, people lean into that. And when I give presentations all around the world, uh, as I've done uh, on listing, uh, one of the things I bring up is why tearjerker movies get to us. The tearjerker movies get to us because all through the movie, you can think of Silver Linings Playbook, there's a huge mirror neuron gap. People are just missing each other. They're not connecting, and we identify with them because it's just like some relationship we're having in our life. And then at the end, when they connect and they fully understand each other, we cry. And why we cry is because inside we want to be connected to the people in our life, and we cry from the relief from the disconnection. So does any of that make any sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I love how, it, first of all, that great example. And it also then makes me think about what really pulled me into your book right off the bat is some of the conversations you were saying that you had, like in hostage situations, and how you're, I mean, I, I think it's just brilliant the way that you're empathizing with this person over there. Um, it's, it's a totally different way of thinking about communication. Yeah, absolutely. There's an example, and since this is you know about leadership, person, professional development, there's an anecdote which I think you'll remember from the book, in which I was seated with a CEO, and he was a, it was difficult getting an appointment with him, and I could see uh, that the last person he wanted to talk to was me. He was fussing with his papers, and he was just really preoccupied. And I tend to be a little bit direct and bold, and hopefully not too brazen. So imagine this, a busy CEO, uh, and, I, and he doesn't really want you there, but he couldn't cancel you. And I said to him, hey, how much time you got for me? And he said, what? I said, look at, your, look at your calendar. How much time you got for me? And he looked at me with a look that said, uh, he says 20 minutes, but it was a look that says, and, uh, and you're about to be kicked out. And then I said to him, I said, we're in minute three. And... I think what we're going to talk about is worth your undivided attention, which you can't give me because there's something else in your mind that's more important. And so here's what I'd like to suggest. Uh, let's cancel the session now. Take the remaining 15 minutes. Take care of what's on your mind uh, because it's not fair to people you meet today. It's not fair to yourself. Just take care of that. And if I haven't been too rude, we'll reschedule this when I can get your undivided attention. And he looked at me and he started to tear up. And I said to myself, Mark, you're not supposed to make CEOs cry. You know, you're not, you're not a shrink anymore. You're out there in the world. And he looks at me and he says, you've known me for three minutes, and, uh, and I'm private. And there, you know something that people 20 yards from us don't know. My wife's having a biopsy, and it doesn't look good. And she's stronger than me, and she said, you go to work, but I'm not really here. And then I immediately switched to my kind of therapist compassion thing. I said, look, go be with her. No, it's not a good use of your time. Just do that. You shouldn't be here. And then he looked at me and he said, well, I'm not as strong as her, but I'm pretty strong. And, uh, and then he looked right at me and he said, and you've got my undivided attention. You've got your full 20 minutes. And I've got a lifelong relationship with this guy. So can you see the power of that? Now, some people will say, oh, but we're not psychologists. We're not shrinks. We can't do that. There's a personal mission that I'm on called Healing the World One Conversation at a Time. Healing the World One Conversation at a Time. And I'm going to try and roll it out because if 
you can let go of your agenda when you're speaking to someone and you're just looking into their eyes and your only agenda is to really be of service to them in solving something that's really important or critical to them and that's all you care about, uh, people open up to you. And, uh, and they develop trust, confidence, and a relationship with you. But if you do a bait and switch, if you just say some icebreaker type things because you were trained to do it, and then you just switch to trying to hard push them, it won't work. I am, I am not persuasive at all, but I'm highly influential. I, the, con- uh, the connections I feel honored and humbled to have in the world amaze me. But it's because I'm influential, I'm not persuasive. But what influences people is, and it's my background of a suicide expert, hostage negotiation trainer, I really care about people. I care about you. I just met you, and I want you to be a superstar. I want you to get syndicated. Let's work on that. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so... A lot of what you are talking about is in the, the empathetic side and how do we connect and sincerely, how do we hold the best interest of the other person? And so real quick, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back then, we're going to dive in a little deeper um, into how we can do this. All right. So you are listening to the Misha Rouser Show on KKNW 1150. And we'll be right back. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com.
We're the black sheep of talk radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show, and you are listening to us interview today, Dr. Goulston, who is the author of Just Listen. And part of what Dr. Goulston is talking about is the empathetic side of listening and really helping others feel felt to help us in our communications. And so um, we had talked a little bit about, okay, what is this empathetic side of listening? And so Dr. Goulston, or Goulston, how do we... I mean, that's so much easier said than done, to be empathetic listeners. Well, in in Just Listen, I have one graphic, because what I've realized, what my editors told me, is people don't like graphics or footnotes. You just make them feel guilty. So uh, there's a graphic called the Persuasion Cycle, and it's uh, it's, how do you have a conversation where you cause people to go from resistant to doing to listening to considering what you're saying to willing to do, doing, glad they did, and continuing to do. And buy-in, buy-in involves getting someone from resistant to doing, to listening, to considering. So here's an example of, uh, of, of some of the tools. When I ask people in their mind's eye, what does someone who's resistant to, uh, resistant to doing look like? And they say, well, their arms are crossed, and they're looking up at the ceiling. Now, they may not be that way, but in their mind's eye, they're like that. And what I say is just like the hip bone is connected to the thigh bone, if you can get them to uncross their arms in the conversation, they'll open their mind to you. So what you listen for when someone's resistant to doing something to get them to listen, you listen for four things. You look, listen for hyperbole such as awful, horrendous, or amazing, uh, unbelievable. So you focus on those. You focus on inflection, like we really need to take care of this soon. Or if uh, people who really love this, they focus on adverbs, which is a way of embellishing a verb, or adjectives, which is a way of embellishing a noun. So those four things, hyperbole, inflection, adverbs, adjectives, all have emotional juice on them. So when the person says, this is awful, you let them finish, and you say, say more about the awful. And when you tune into those things that have emotion on them, they will uncross their arms when they speak to you because the words aren't enough. And they can even do that over the phone. But people actually get that, like, that's so amazing. You're absolutely right. If you can dig into where they give you a little taste of emotion, and that's the tip of the iceberg, and you get them speaking about it, they're going to be more engaged and you're more empathic. And in Just Listen, we talk about conversation deepeners. So one of them is say more about say more about the awful. Or when they finish saying that, another conversation deepener is to go, really? In an inviting way, really? And what's going to happen is people are going to tell you more than they tell your competition. It's going to take you away from being a commodity because they're revealing more. And then when I'm training salespeople or training leaders or CEOs about how to be more influential and impactful, what you want to do is get people to open up more and more and more to you than they open up to anyone else. At that point, they're often, they reveal too much. And then what I suggest, uh, and they may actually say to you, well, what do you think? And actually what they're think, asking you is, did I tell you too much? Was I too revealing? And at that point, I'm a medical doctor, uh, but other people can use this. I say, 
Well, I'd like to take our conversation. I can answer that, but I'd like to take our conversation to the ICU. And ICU stands for important, critical, and urgent. And important's a year from now, critical six months from now, urgent this week. And I'm trying to think of what we've talked about, which was that was important, critical, or urgent. What you really want them to talk about is what's urgent. So what's happened is you've opened them up to tell you much more than they tell anyone else, and they're a little bit off balance, and then you get them to focus and prioritize. And, and when they talk about what's urgent, that may be something they hadn't brought up at all, but then uh, what's happened is they're really invested in the conversation. So can you pick, can you feel that in your mind's eye as we're talking? I can, and, and part of me, though, I have the resistance because it, it, a little bit of this is counter to, you know, the business, you know, conversations like, let's say, like reflective listening, you know, you're just reflecting back what you heard from them. We don't go to the emotional side. And in your sense, you say, go, go to the emotional side. You know, you want to tap into that. And, and so that's where I get a little bit of like, oh, so how do you know when you've gone too far into the emotional or, or is that even possible? Well, uh, I, look, you have to practice this and, and what you need to do is say to yourself, uh, Identify the people that you're not connecting with, that you're having conversations, and it's not resulting in action. And the reason it's not resulting in action is often because the other person feels, you didn't get where I was coming from. You know, you were you just uh, did made some polite questions that you didn't even care about, and then you just did a bait and switch to push your stuff on me, and you didn't even get where I was coming from or care about it. And so... As you begin to practice some of these tools and steps, the other person is going to feel that you get where they're coming from. And I remember uh, I was seated with a, a young man who told me about questions he asked people, and there was three of us, and he asked this woman uh, uh, these questions, where did you go to college? And they were great questions. But I took him aside afterwards, and I said, look, I talk to billionaires. And if I was a billionaire, I would, I would just say, you took some course, and you didn't do that well with it. I said, if you're going to ask questions that get people to open up, care about the answer. Just, just don't check them off because you were trained to do it. Because the, the wealthier the person, the more they've heard everyone hit on them, and you don't want to do that. So the key is, uh, Just Listen is a book that actually helps you succeed by caring about the people you're talking to. In fact, some big companies wanted to hire me, and they say, oh, we want to teach our people to be better listeners. And I turned it away. I said, look, use the book, do a book club, but I'm out of integrity because you just want to use the book to close more sales, and you don't even give a hoot. You just want to use some of the techniques because they'll add to what you already have, and that's out of integrity for me. I'm not here to help you be able to do a bait-and-switch I'm here only if you have some value, a true value that you can bring your customers and clients, uh, and you would like them to try it. Yeah. Yeah, so then that makes me think about two of the tools that you talk about in your book, um, the impossibility question and the magic paradox. You know, we're, we're getting close to time. So the impossibility question is a way of what I call kicking butt, B-U-T, and it would be, and, and if we had been able to do this on another show, we'll spend the whole show on this, and I would say, uh, is it Maisha? It, uh, I'd say, what would be something that would be impossible for you to do, but if you could do it, would 
greatly accelerate your getting successful, but it's impossible. And so you might say, well, uh, what would be, uh, if I could have a show that suddenly got so much of a following that other people listened to it and, and syndicators would say, you know, we're thinking about uh, adding you to our lineup. So the impossibility question would be, you might say, what would a show be like that was so relevant and so different and positive and helpful that uh, uh, that syndicators would say, would you want to do that for us? Uh, so do you follow what I'm saying? So when you ask someone the impossibility question, it 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 bypasses you're making a suggestion and they're saying, no, that, that can't work. No, no, I'm too busy. Oh, I don't have the time for that. Oh, that's impossible. So you ask them up front, what would be something that would be impossible that uh, uh, that if you did it, would greatly change your results. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so that was one example of just how many different tools you have in the book to deal with all different kinds of people to to get through different types of conversations when you're feeling resistance or as you were saying which stage in the process are they in and how do you move them into that next stage. And so one thing I do want to min- or um touch on really quickly before we leave is though you have a new book that just came out in the last year that I would love to hear just real quickly a little bit more about what its focus is. Okay, real quickly, uh, uh, people love two chapters in Just Listen. One was called Steering Clear of Toxic People, and the other chapter was called How to Go from OF to OK. Let's call it O-Fudge, but people could uh, say it's something else. And it's a way to calm yourself down with very difficult people. And so my next book was Talking to Crazy, How to Deal with the Irrational and Impossible People in Your Life. And this is not about mentally ill people. These are the people that drive you crazy, the people that you hope won't show up for Thanksgiving and how to deal with them. And and just listens about listening into people. Talking to crazy is how do you lean into people and disarm them? And I'm working uh, uh, with a company called POP Protocol, which stands for Pullover Protocol, and we're training police and civilians how to de-escalate at a traffic stop so everybody goes home alive. And it's all about how do you lean into the other person, what they're saying, and that disarms them and uh, uh, takes away the agitation. Well, it sounds like a perfect follow-up book for Just Listen. And so I'm excited to read that one as well, and hopefully we can maybe even have you on the show a little bit later to talk about that one. I would love that. I, in fact, uh, I'll send that to you, and we should do it around the holiday time because there are going to be people that come to Thanksgiving and Christmas So true. That would be really timely. That would be great. So, Dr. Golston, thank you so much for joining us today. And everybody else, thank you so much for listening. Um, any other last words real quick? Well, you can find me, you Twitter me, tweet me at, at Mark Golston, M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N, at Mark Golston. Or you can go to my website, markgolston.com, uh, or the Golston Group, where I, I consult and teach people how to think like Steve Jobs. <laughs> That's fabulous. All right, everybody, thank you so much. You have been listening to the Misha Rouser Show, and I'm Misha, coaching you towards success. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Misha Rouser Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Join Misha every week, Tuesdays, 930 to 10 a.m., as she takes you down a path toward achieving professional success while still having fun. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues. Misha helps people and organizations be successful, all while staying on a positive path. Tune in next week for the Misha Rouser Show.